0: The season has wrapped up, however, you better believe we aren't done yet. Howdy everyone, Furries and Football Podcast, back at you after a wonderful Super Bowl. I, of course, am Manny Jones, Do a little bit of a break to see what would happen, and I am, of course, joined by Mr. Zeus, Pegasus Zeus, how we
1: doin'? we doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Um, had a pretty nice squirrel party at my place. A lot of people showed up. Um, had some good chorizo dip. My Woo! dad made some spinach artichoke chicken, some baked potatoes, and of course, the usual wings and dips and all the good fixing.
0: Oh hell and yeah! That. Yeah, so. Uh, uh, that, that, there you go. Good feast. There you go. That's a, that's a great. Hey, there you go. That's the good. Good smorgasbord for a Super Bowl. Well, not much for us to get into, but the big game itself and the events uh, surrounding that. the me as a whole, of course. And we're going to talk, of course, a little bit about the NFL draft. A topic that <laughs> I love talking draft. Draft time is like my favorite time to just get into things. But I love it. I love it. So why don't we go without any further ado to the big game itself. The Super Bowl, I think, Zeus, I think you'd agree. Uh, lived up to expectations. It was a big, big win, a big game. Chiefs pulled off the win in overtime, though, over the Niners. 25. No, was it? I can't, I can't remember the score. What's wrong with me? I I, I cannot remember. 25 22 was the final score as they win in OT. A fantastic game, dare I say.
1: Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. Um, Very defensive battle, Um, certainly different than a lot of the games in the regular season. But um, it did live up to its name, just um, two uh, great defenses going back and forth. And as I thought, I mean, I predicted the Chiefs would win. The more uh, disciplined and used-to success team came out on top. And while a lot of people don't agree that the Chiefs were the best team Mm talent-wise this season, they are still the best organization, period, this season. And they proved it by overcoming a lot of adversity. And rightfully, they are the back-to-back champions, Winners of three or four. It's it's
0: insane, man. The the new dynasty is on. I will say that. And, you know, the thing is, you know, I think, you know, I thought about this, you know, afterward because I was like, you know, we we talked a lot about the Chiefs offense being very, very shaky uh, throughout. We talked a lot about that and how we feel the Chiefs were frauds. Dare I say, like, while the Chiefs offense took a big dip, and I think that's noticeable in Patrick Mahomes' stats, in the regular season, that defense played amazingly. When you when you think about it, you know, and even like even if like a really, really good team is playing down, they still have that talent to play good. And I think I remember hearing one of the Chiefs said, like after that Raiders game on Christmas Day was when they really went out and said, No, no, we gotta wake up. We have got to wake up. Uh it does. I do feel the heartbreak for Niners fans, of course, because the Niners have been... I feel like they're cursed, man. They face the Chiefs again in the Super Bowl. They lead at one point. They play amazing Jawan Jennings, that that pass he threw. You know what's crazy, by the way? Jawan Jennings was a higher-ranked quarterback prospect out of high school than Brock Purdy and Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> he was a core twenty four seven. He was a higher ranked QB prospect, and he throws the first touchdown as a wide receiver. I love it. But besides that,
1: yeah. And I heard that someone on the betting line. I think if you bet like a hundred bucks or like five hundred bucks, yeah, they won eighteen <laughs> k it was basically a non QB to throw for a touchdown. Ugh. Make that one bet eighteen thousand dollars, turning five hundred dollars. You know, it's like it, hindsight. It's like man.
0: Yeah. You know what's she crazy? That. You know what's yes. crazy too is that um, just on. The, you know what's crazy too is that that was the same play. He ran a similar play in in college. There was footage that showed up of him doing a similar play in college, and it's like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And it was identical. It was so. It was identical, uh. But. I think the big thing, you know, uh, you know, first half was not too good for the Chiefs. In fact, a lot of st- a lot of memes made about this. But Travis Kelsey, I want to ask you about this, dude. Yeah. Travis Kelsey, there was they caught this on film, of course. Travis Kelsey angrily bumping into an unaware Andy Reid. Oh, my goodness. I could not believe it. And I get Travis Kelsey is very passionate about the game. He wants to win. And they brushed it off like, no, no, we're fine. He was very competitive. He wanted to win. You bumped into your coach, though. Like, it, it, Zeus, if this was anybody else, if Tua Tungo-Vailoa, for example, went up to Mike McDaniels or doing that, or if A.B., we're to talk to uh, Mike Tomlin. Keep on going. We'd be hearing a different tone, wouldn't we? I'd like... would say
1: so. Well, maybe not really with Tua, because mm-hmm. some people are kind of begging him to be a bit more assertive and take control. Mm-hmm. But that's a different story. But yeah, yeah. the majority of other players, yeah, they'd just be seen as classless and too emotional. Yeah. And certainly someone worthy of ridicule. But of course, when you win, when you're champs, when you're the best of your position... You get a free pass to a lot of things. It's just a superstar pass. Yeah. That's not only part of football, but just really um, in many other sports. I, I think of the NBA and some of the incidents that have happened yeah. as well. <laughs> can you, I, get away with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And it's, it's like, and I understand being passionate, and the team was not playing good in that first half at all. But it's also just like, you can't, you know, you can't do that to your coach. I know they brushed off. I'm pretty sure they're good. I think they realized, you know, in the moment I was wrong and I'm sorry, but it's like, you can't do that. You can't do that to your coach. Uh, I will admit my favorite meme from this whole thing is that people began posting like this, this picture of him screaming at Andy. It's from the new big meme. <laughs> my favorite one was a tweet from, it was called, it was from BW Carl and it said, Spongebob is watching. FUCKING SPONGEBOB! Oh, PUT ME IN that. THERE! <laughs> the means
1: that came out of this game was... Oh, beautiful! ...because of the Vicklin broadcast. B- B-
0: uh, can I say, we need to see this more. Like, I... There's... I want to see more stuff like this. Because, like, you have Spongebob learning about Iowa. And I am even saying that punting is winning in Iowa. <laughs> I loved it, and... Patrick saying, "You have to firmly grasp it. Like, we is, need this more."
1: Which is essentially um, what he says in the show. And yes, I'm glad they're bringing it up, yeah. And I, I need to watch this video. I'm gonna post it in our little Discord. Channel. Firmly grasp uh, it. it. It's just even the NFL, they're they're proud of this. Um, we thought it was <gasps> a stupid idea, and some people are still not on board. But I quite enjoy, um, you know, yeah. just having a different broadcasting for the kids, and we all get a good laugh out of it. So I don't mind. Sure. If you're I do overuse SpongeBob. I don't mind him. It's like the whole VTuber craze. Like, imagine like a VTuber starts getting big enough and they start announcing games like this. Like, oh. it's it's crazy. It's um, I
0: like I here's, here's the thing the possibilities of this are endless. Cause if you're considering like this game, of course, was broadcasted on CBS Viacom. Viacom did a lot of animated pro- intellectual property. You can go to Fox even, like earlier this year, Zeus, ESPN. Yeah had the toy story game and that that was amazing and all it really was was you know they 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 put video pictures up of the players and they tracked it in their helmets and it was really cool stuff it's amazing how technology has If you told me 20 years ago little old manny you know just enjoying football hey kid SpongeBob and Patrick will be broadcasting an NFL game someday. I'd say, what are you talking about? But like, it's also crazy that they showed video, I gotta find this video somewhere. They were showing video of Tom Kenny and Patrick's voice actor, like in like motion capture suits. And they were viewing the game through a phone scan that they was moving with them so they could see what was going on. It is really cool technology we are seeing right now. And I love that the game of football is being broadened out to include things like this. I, I, I love that. I, it yeah. shows that the sport can grow in more ways than one. Like we always saw the Pop-Tarts Bowl and how wacky that was. Like You're going to get eyes on the product, and that's just what the NFL is looking for.
1: Yeah, it's also kind of that same um, deal like in Japan where they have a lot of craziness that attract their audiences, so we're just kind of taking oh, some yes. cues from there. Um, just the mascot culture and the um uh, and, and just doing something a bit different from the norm so people even if their teams have a miserable season can just kind of laugh and have a good time and just bring what we all brings to sports that it's a fun activity and um it's for all ages it doesn't have to be strictly for um, bitter adults in their 40s and 50s no yeah it's accessible to anyone
0: Yes, uh oh. I do say real quick as I was we're gonna get into this conversation about the Niners falling in the Super Bowl, um, we have some breaking news. Uh Steve oh. Wilkes, the defensive coordinator for the final for Niners, has been fired. And we gotta talk about the Niners in this game. You know, we talked a lot about the Chiefs, but the Niners really, really did not play up to their talent in that second half. Uh defensively, they looked pretty rough and Zeus, they. I want to ask his opinion, all right? This sure. is insane to me. I think you know, the, the overtime rules changed in the, in the playoffs, right? In the Super they, Bowl especially. They, they sure do.
1: Thank you, Bills fans.
0: The Bills, of course, not happy about the, the overtime loss in which uh, Josh Allen did not get the football. And the Chiefs had talked about they had a prepared strategy for overtime. And I remember hearing about this, of course. And Arik Armstead legit said, I didn't even know about the new overtime playoff rule. They, some players didn't even know. Kyle Juzczyk, who's the fullback, legit said, I didn't even realize the playoff rules were different in overtime. I assume you just want the ball score a touchdown and win. Now, here's the thing, is that, because of this, they got the ball first. They got a field goal, but then Patrick Mahomes did had a had a, a you know, legacy defining drive. Yep. And he got the win. Like, it's insane to think about that some of these players did not know about the overtime strategy. How do you not know the rules change? And I know. OT in the playoffs and the Super Bowl is rare. This is only the second time this has ever happened, but how do you not prepare for every strategy? Anything could happen.
1: Yeah, um and that's why a lot of fans are rightfully upset with Shanahan because as good as a coach he is, um in the big moments, I I don't know if he just underprepares or just psychs himself out, but um that was really dumb. Like within your overtime rules, um, it's certainly better to go second. Um, uh, just like in college football, like I would go second in college football overtime just because you 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 wanna have the knowledge, you don't want to be setting the standard to beat you. You wanna know what it takes to overcome it, and that's less pressure on your team when there's less uncertainty. So when you're dealing with Patrick Mahomes, like I would um yeah, as tired as the the, the defense was, um still trot him out there, hopefully yeah. they're motivated to get the stop. And if you get the stop, great, then you can trust your offense that can certainly take advantage of a Kansas City defense that's been worn down and kick the field goal because both of the teams had epic field goal kickers. Great, sharing records all night. Oh yeah, so, They are great. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. Like it, I'm expecting people out there to make like a legacy of failure video for Shanahan because <laughs> this 0-3 when leading the Super Bowl, including the infamous 28-3 meltdown. Dude, at it all.
0: Yeah, like seriously. I,
1: like,
0: Curse, man. like uh, it's it, it's crazy. And here's the I will I will add something to the story, of course. Brock Purdy did know. Um, he explained, according to ESPN, that uh, QB coach Brian Gracie, actually, I was a QB coach, had advised him about the overtime rules as it came to a close. But Shanahan was asked, hey, why didn't you explain to the players? And he said, and I quote, We asked the position coaches to do that, but nah, I didn't cover it during a meeting on the Super Bowl week. I don't think that changes anything. I mean, would the result change if you told people? Possibly. At the same time, though. I just want to make this very clear at the same time. How do you not prepare for every possible situation? I know know we can look back at this in hindsight, but it's like, you have a chance to win the Super Bowl, get a ring on your finger for the Niners, a chance for their first Super Bowl in a long time, and you don't prepare for anything that could happen.
1: Yeah, it's it's. It, I'm gonna say it, it's inexcusable. Yeah. Um, a coach that has been there and you constantly fail. Um, sorry for Niners, like you're quickly becoming like the Bills of the modern day when they went to all the Super Bowls back in the 90s. Like, you get to the big game, you just choke. Like, you, you just don't do enough. You don't get your players in the right mindset. And it, it's it's certainly sad to see, even though that franchise already has five Super Bowls. But granted, it's been, what, 20-something years since their last figure?
0: 1994, Super Bowl 30, 29 30 was their last Super Bowl. And that was in. And, and they beat the Chargers, but...
1: 30 years, man. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Um
1: now granted I'm here reminded that my fans haven't won in 50 years, uh, but regardless, still um, it's a long time. 30 years is 30 years. It's a long time to not win a championship.
0: Yeah, and it's just like T like the Lions beat the Chiefs. The the freaking the Raiders! The Raiders beat the Chiefs! Like all these different teams beat the Chiefs all year long, and you have arguably One of the best uh, stuff out there. In fact, there's even video out there of them even surprised that they took the ball first. So it's just, it's, it boggles my mind. Uh, But that's the big news. Of course, Steve Wilkes' uh, take is fired. Now, the question is, is that, you know, are they like the Patriots of old at this point, you know, until the dynasty? Or are they not there yet?
1: Um no, I think this is fully dynastic mode right now. Oh. It's three Super Bowls in four years. It's hard to argue that. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes um is a sensational uh legend. And he, he's the real deal. Like he mm-hmm. um he's durable. Um he has a gun of an arm. He can scramble more than Brady and Manning did. And he's already on pace. He's out he's out pacing Tom Brady right now. And yeah. this is the scary part. It's like we don't know how far he'll go um granted it's still uncertain because coaching can change and injuries and anything can change from here and then but um yeah this is, a, this is a dynastic run but i don't think there's enough to hate about the chiefs to really you know view them as villains see i, mean, I can kind of see them as like the, the the chicago bulls of old on their dynastic run
0: where they're just um, that good
1: they're just that good yeah um patriots though <laughs> there is nothing that will get me more upset than the Patriots. Um, I
0: Understandable.
1: Yeah, like those those were the villains. Like th- that was the guys. Like you, you just knew something shady was going on. It was <laughs> all the controversy, and the way, it, and just the the boring tone that Belichick and, and how machine like he was. Just like with Saban, like they're the villains of college football, the Crimson Tide for a while. And yeah, like I don't know, like I like I, I'm tired of the Chiefs winning, but at the same time, I can't really hate.
0: Yeah, I, did with the pads. I will admit, I will admit that I know a lot of people were very sick of Taylor, the Taylor Swift thing, but it's like, let her enjoy her, let her enjoy some time. I never really got too much of the, oh, I hate Taylor Swift is ruining my NFL coverage. I hate everything because Taylor Swift's on my screen. I'd like, you know, Patrick Mahomes, I like. There have been some moments this year where like he was complaining about the, um, one of the calls during one of the games where I was like, dude, you're acting like so like an a-hole. I don't like the Jax's brother and his wife are kind of eh, on that scale, but as a team, I can't really hate uh, the Patriots. I'll be honest. I'm not Patriots. I can't really hate the Chiefs. I am tired. I apologize. I can't hate the Chiefs. I'm the same boat. It's like they're just that darn good. And even when it, it, it's even when they may be, they may have an off year, Zeus. Yeah. Even when they're off. They get to the playoffs right now, and they are going to ball out. And that's what they did, even though, again, this is supposed to be, you know, their, 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 their toughest season. Uh, and and I gotta, They had to go yeah. through two times. And I see this, too, you know, because I'm a big guy on this. Big ups to the Chiefs. Honestly, they drafted my guy Joshua Williams out of Fayetteville State. He's from my neck of the woods, from Fayetteville, North Carolina. So I'm big on my Fayetteville guys. And Joshua Williams is one of them, darn good cornerbacks, 6-3 out of my hometown of Vietnam. So I guess we'll wait and see. But the question does beg: Who can beat the Chiefs, though? Who can, right now, beat the Chiefs?
1: That's a, that's a very tough question. But I think right now, um, we're certainly going to look on the AFCN because I yep. think overall, it's still a better conference than the NFC is right now. Yeah, agreed. So... Um, just from the AFCN, uh, I do think it's going to be... <laughs> I might might be strange to say, but I I, I do think it's going to be the, um, the Texans, honestly. You like the Texans, honestly? Yeah, like, I know it's so weird to say they're unproven, but they're the young team. They got the stud QB, just like uh, Patrick Mahomes. They got a burgeoning defense that can definitely go toe-to-toe with them. They can run the ball, so it's like if they just get more pieces and they have a lot more draft capital to use and they can get some key free agents, like the Texans, could certainly um, really spoil their season. And beyond them, obviously, you got to give props to the Ravens and the Bengals. But the reason why I can't ever trust the Ravens is because of playoff Lamar and yeah. that coach, which always seems to outcoach himself in big situations. And then the Bills are just cursed. Like It's like their hump, they just cannot get over the Chiefs. I can't trust them against the Chiefs in the playoffs. Yeah, Even though they've won like what three straight in regular season. Um, and then on beyond that, like probably my fins because we have the blueprint to beat them. We're just you know banged up one time and then yeah. crazy travel and a, a terrible call to put us down twenty one thing on the road. So yeah, like yeah, um, I surprisingly Texans then Bengals are the two biggest stresses. I, in
0: my opinion, I'd agree because the Bengals have beaten Mahomes before. They, they, they can't. They know what they need to do to beat someone like the Chiefs. I do. I think your Houston pick is intriguing, but I can see where you're coming from because they took a big step forward and they have a good draft pick this year. Uh, they could add in some more talent to that team. I like Houston, Baltimore. I'm in the same boat as you as that. Baltimore is good, but then you have. But play off Lamar and Lamar. I know he played good against the Texans, but then in that game against the Chiefs, the deep they have to get past that defense because the defense proved its worth this year for the Chiefs. They really got to oh, yeah. go. They really, the Bra- Ravens had a
1: championship defense.
0: defense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got you got to be that defense. Uh, I think the dogs got the blueprint and the talent there, but uh, execution is a execution. big thing there. And, you know, I'm not one to look down on the uh, divisional opponents, too. The Raiders, I think, could be a team on the rise. They got a good head coach. Uh, we'll see what they do in building further from that. Uh, and maybe maybe Denver, depending on what happens next, but uh, well, as they all say, uh, we shall uh, see. We're going to... The Chargers. It can't. Hey, the Chargers did get Jim Harbaugh. I something I do like, and that's going to be good for... Someone like Justin Herbert too. You forgot about the Chargers. You have to forget about the Chargers, man. They, I like who they got at head coach. I think they could. It could be interesting to see what happens uh, in that in the whole AFC West. Let's go on to our team because but at the end of our podcast, um, the Steelers made a transaction. Zeus, they signed Arthur Smith as the Steelers' offensive coordinator. Uh huh. <laughs> now, Steelers Twitter reacted very negatively to this. I think we all know the passing attack in Atlanta was not that good. And a lot of people were very, very confused by the signing. I'll be realistic with you, Zeus. Yeah. I don't hate this signing.
1: Oh, that's surprising, Dave. Let me explain. First thing.
0: Any OC is better than Matt Canada. Let's just get that out of the way. Any OC <laughs> is better than Matt Canada. Two thing I like about this, even though the passing attack was really, really bad, if you look at Arthur Smith's offensive record book, and I have looked at that quite a bit, in, 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 in the past two years in Atlanta, he had the third best rushing offense by yardage and ninth best last season. Of course, there was the consequence of not using certain players in certain situations, which I do I cannot excuse, but I do know that Tyler Algier, B. John Robinson, cooked in that off the scheme on the run side of things. Now, some are gonna point to the passing side I think, which was 29th in yards in his first year, 24th and 17th in his last two years. Here's where I think this could get interesting. Zeus, what was his job beforehand?
1: Um, the Falcons head coach, right?
0: Yes, what was his job beforehand? Before that, before the Falcons job,
1: another offensive coordinator. He was the
0: coordinator for the Tennessee Titans in 2019 and 2020. Now, what happened in 2019 and 2020? Well, that was the resurgence of one Ryan Tannehill who balled out those two seasons. Tennessee went to the conference chip, fell short to KC by 11, and that first season as the Tennessee Titans OC, passing offense, 12th in yards, 10th in points. The next year, second in yards, 4th in points. And I think he definitely worked great with Ryan Tannehill. The hope is he can develop someone like Kenny Pickett, and, I, and there's been rumors, you know, the Steelers going to go for Justin Fields. I wouldn't hate that, but I'm a person that's like, let's just, just work with Kenny. Like, don't, let's not give up on Kenny just yet. But I don't hate this signing. I think that any coordinator will be better than Matt Canada. I think that coordinator-wise, I think, you know, some coaches, Zeus, are better coordinators than coaches. You know, like yeah. Josh McDaniels. Romeo Crennel. I could go on. There's so many coaches that are better as quarters than as being the head guy, and I think Arthur Smith is that guy. I think he can make, he can coach a good offense, and well, and I think it's gonna be great for guys like Najee Harris, uh, for guys like Jalen 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 Warren, and I think it'll be pretty beneficial to the receiving core, and whoever they get at QB, they just cut Mitchell. I want to kiss Tets Trubisky. Bye, <laughs> fuckface! Bye! And uh, they cut him, so that's great news for me. And I think they're, they're also showing a dedication to work with Kenny. That was not their only sign. They signed also Tom Arth, the former head coach at the University of Akron and Chattanooga, as the passing game coordinator or quarterback coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they also signed a new wide receiver coach, and I can't remember his name. i thought my head actually. Uh, there's so many, so many guys. I apologize, but the receiving coach is they are hiring people. They are—they are hiring people that are new, that are young coaches, and I like that. I like. I'll get my receiving coach, Zach Azani. They got, they got new guys coming in outside of the organization. That's am, am, historical. I, am I in heaven, Zeus? I know it's not perfect, but Pittsburgh actually went outside of the, of the, of the organization. To sign people. <laughs> I'm insanely optimistic about how this is going to work. Uh, this guy, Azani, was the head coach, for the receivers coach for the Bears, Broncos, and Jets. So I'm pretty certain things will be pretty good in Pittsburgh. Some stores Twitter hates it, but I kind of dig it. Zeus, though, uh, your guys made a big change up. You guys got rid of Vic Vangio as yep. a defensive coordinator, and you have, have signed Mr. Anthony Weaver. As a defensive coordinator, he previously was the defensive line coach and assistant head coach in Baltimore. How are you feeling about this?
1: I'm actually feeling pretty good about this. Um, I think with McDaniel. He's certainly a coach that uh wants uh, the right chemistry around him. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, um it just wasn't a good fit for Van in Miami. Um a lot of players uh seemed to be relieved that it was gone. And I think um while he did do a pretty good job like utilizing her talent, I didn't think he used our reserves that much. Like he was very selective in picking his mm-hmm. players. Like, for goodness sake, like we drafted Cam Smith and he had not touched a field in his rookie season at all, even though we stuck with freaking Eli Apple. and Eli Apple. That got burned. And Ugh. I, I want to see the kid play. Like, I why, why put someone who's been a proven failure, just put the kid out there and have him go through the growing pains and show his talent? Because I think um, in, in this league, like, experience matters. So um, having a guy from an elite defensive background, like with the Baltimore Ravens, which has been, like, the Dolphins' bane for a lot of years. mm mm-hmm. um, Certainly, I think is a good idea. Um, closer in age range, closer in tawdy. I think he gets along with his players and get hyped to play. So, um, yeah, bring it on because he helped develop players like Kyle Williams, Jaden Clowney, J.J. Watt. Oh yeah. Um, and then Matubiki, Um Justin. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Madubuki, Oyuki. I know I uh, that's
0: a tough name to pronounce. I, I don't. I don't fault you at all, brother.
1: Yeah. So. He, he's definitely got the the chops, and being a coordinator is definitely not nearly as stressful as being um, a head coach. So I, I'm looking forward to see what he does. I think the defense was a good unit to year, here, and certainly it can be better. We just got to get more depth, got to get healthier. And I'm looking forward to see what he can do to elevate this defense from being good to elite, which is where we want to be if you want to actually win the dang division for once, because we haven't done it since 2018.
0: Oh, agreed, agreed. I mean, I like this. Hire Anthony Weaver. Uh, was a head coaching candidate with the Falcons and Camaros. so they went the other direction, he the Ravens defense had sixty sacks this past season. So I, I'll be honest with you, man. I think this is a good signing, uh, for the Finns. I do, I do like this signing. Of course, uh, for the Finns, so pretty, pretty good stuff. I like, I, th- I like that we're getting others about better coaches, man. It's pretty good, man. I think. Uh, it's a good, good sign. On to the big offseason season topic, the NFL draft. The Bears have that number one pick. Uh, the There is a lot of rumors on if they trade or they get Caleb Williams, uh, the quarterback out of USC. I'll be blunt, Zeus. The Bears yep. should not get Caleb Williams. <laughs> I... I will Whoa. be blunt. Oh, I, yeah, I, hot take. I know, hot take. I know. But let me just say something about 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 the uh, about Caleb Williams. Caleb 100%. Williams is, is do I agree? He's talented. Absolutely, hundred percent. Caleb Williams has rubbed me the wrong
1: way. Uh oh. You still, you've seen the red flags. Tell me about them.
0: So the big one that I heard. Was that he was wanting ownership? Uh, Mike Florio talked about. Mike Florio talked about this, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, he had this wish of wanting an ownership stake in the team he goes to, and he has a list of team of NFL teams that he wants to go to. He wants to join. The Cowboys, Raiders, Vikings, Giants, or Niners. And
1: That's it's like, a,
0: what? What?
1: Already making demands, like, teams. It, trade with the, with
0: the he, he legit has said that he would remain in college unless he joined the Dallas Cowboys, the, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Minnesota Vikings, the Giants, and the Niners. And it's like, what are you thinking? Believe me, Ben Roethlisberger wanted to play for the Browns got picked by Pittsburgh. You know, it is what it is. Tom Brady was a Niners fan. He got picked by the Patriots. You don't like, and I know that the NIL gives some of these coaches, these, these players rather some control. And I know he's still going, he's actually going to the draft, but it's like this kind of stuff just rubs me the wrong way. Now, I don't know if the ownership st- stake is just a rumor Or not true. Uh, But there was a report that he was looking for a minority stake in the team. According to Mike Florio. But it's like, what? Like, it's insane. It's insane to ask. And Aaron Rodgers actually tried to do the same thing. But the NFL said no. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, why would you even ask that? You're not Mario Lemieux and the Pittsburgh Penguins (laughs) in the NHL. You're not Mario. Who are you? <laughs> yeah, who are, you're, you're going to the NFL and you're telling about the five teams you want to play for? It, he is darn talented. That is for sure. He is darn talented. But it's just like, I don't like this. I don't like this. And dare I say, they don't need Caleb Williams in Chicago. Caleb Williams... Is not the end what they need in Chicago. Justin Fields, Zeus, is a fine quarterback whose development has been hampered by a bad offensive line. He has a guy to throw to. He has a great target. I know numbers aren't crazy, but give him time. Like it's been three years. He's not played bad. He's played pretty good. Dare I say they could trade down this pick and get some more.
1: Oh yeah, um, imagine like there's a lot of teams yeah. um, behind them.
0: Which um, they did last did you? season, you know, they did this last season with the Cowboys with the the Carolina Panthers.
1: And it, it paid well. It did. Now they got the number one number one pick again. So but I who know. would trade up and who would be that desperate for a QB?
0: Well, this is a QB heavy class, and I'm looking at like the top ten right about now. You got the Bears, Commanders, Patriots, Cardinals, Chargers, Giants. Titans, Falcons, Bears, and the Jets. So I would say, if I'm looking at this right now, Raiders might want to draft a guy. Same with the Broncos. They are moving on for Russell Wilson. The Falcons, definitely. Cardinals and Chargers are not going to win. But I'd say Bears, Commanders, Patriots. Like, those, Commanders, Patriots, and, and like I'd say the Falcons as well. Those are, I think, the teams that really need a QB. But I just I, don't think that they, they trade that they get they get they get a QB, the Bears. I just don't think so. Yeah, like I, I
1: don't if they're gonna trade with somebody, I don't see them going to New England. Um I would say they might trade with someone like the Broncos. If the Broncos can offer like a monumental trade because they're reeling from the, the disaster of the Russell Wilson trade. Or maybe the Raiders could Raiders or Saints could be in the market to like trade everything just to get the quarterback of the future. So Yeah. I'd say watch out for those teams and like the early teens to make a splash trade. Since if I were the Bears, like I would demand two future firsts, I'll give you the first and like a second round pick, and you can have my number one pick. That would be a fair trade, especially in a possibly QB defining class this year.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. Uh, I'm. What would you like your team to, is there anyone that catches your eye in your Pittsburgh Steelers, your your, 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 your Miami Dolphins? <laughs> I am tired! Forget me! I'm tired! I haven't had enough caffeine this morning. But, Zeus, your Dolphins, is there yeah. any kind of way you'd like to see your Dolphins go in the draft for this first round?
1: Well, they don't have a lot of draft capital to spend, in it, um, and I really wouldn't try to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, But if they could, I mean, right now we're picking 21, so... Not a bad pick. Um, Place to they, pick. Yeah, I mean they can. I would say they should get an elite tackle, um, mm-hmm. offensive tackle, because we certainly need the depth and stability at the line, so we can actually run the damn ball more efficiently and give two a bit more time, so we can actually look for more people beyond Hill, and uh, Waddle. Um, so someone like Tyler Guyton from the Sooners. Uh, yeah. A lot of the linemen from the Big of the Sooners have you know paid off in the NFL. Of course. Maybe they can get Troy, uh, uh Fautanu. From the Huskies, from uh, yeah. offensive tackle action definitely played well. Mm-hmm. Um, or um, I would say they go for the top tight end, which would be the Brock Bowers. From-
0: ah, I like Brock Bowers. Olos.
1: Yeah, like we need someone big, pass catching tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully McDaniel can really utilize him in the offense since we need to do better in the red zone and having an elite tight end there can certainly help open up, and it can be a reliable uh, third read for Tua. Since, obviously, we're going to pay the man Tua. Yeah. I just I just wonder, you know, if we're going to make some trades with the team. Like, hey, if we can trade Sabian Howard. Yeah. um, And, like, maybe get a late round first or second. I don't know. But we need more draft picks. I think we're missing a second this year. I
0: think so. I know um, you got that first this year, though.
1: Yeah, we do have the first this year. So, uh, no, we do have the second. I, yeah, okay. I think we we don't have a third third rounder, so we um, I, I think for the free agent signing, they should definitely um, learn to let some players go. Not name Christian Wilkins, because they better resign him, or I'm going to be really, really mad. <laughs> I, get need, I get you. We need a guy like him on, on the trenches, and he's such a good fit culturally. For them. And we're down pass rushers, so we need him to lead and to bring more studs, so... Yeah, like I say tackle or tight end is the biggest need that we'd need to get in the first round. Um mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to go for like a cornerback reach. Um I may be consider getting like a top linebacker possibly as well, but um I'll be happy with any one of those three needs.
0: So I'm, I I've taken the time of course to look at some of the uh mock drafts on CBS Sports. All your mo- all the mock drafts for um the Dolphins on CBS Sports uh, from the analysts there have the Dolphins going offensive line. One guy I do like is you gotta look out for, Zeus. Uh, Jackson Powers Johnson. Uh, he I saw his pro day at Oregon. Saw some yeah. of it on Twitter. And coaching Oregon and a league I'm in. Dude's a beast. That is a great offensive lineman that really could make some good stuff happen. Oh, I'm also better. Yeah, he's a center. He's a center, but he's he could play O line. He could play any position on the O line. He was a center this year, but he could play any position on the O line. I'm also seeing Amarius Mims, Troy Faltanu. Pittsburgh's a bit all over the place, though, from what I'm reading. One of them has Michael Penix Jr. going to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Quinn, I, I like that pick. Honestly, I, I mean, here's my thing. I think you should look. You could always take a flyer on a QB, and Penix is a good option. I think if he's there, I mean, Penix could be good. You could also go if you want to build some better, some more defense too. If he's still around, Cool Aid McKinstry, Cool Aid McKinstry. I love that dude at Alabama. He's an armed beast. So I've seen uh, Quinion Mitchell, cornerback Toledo, go to Pittsburgh. I've seen Cool Aid McKinstry and an offensive lineman and Tyler Guyton. So honestly, I think I mentioned this last podcast: offensive line, QB. Uh, cornerback, if you want to build that secondary up, because, you know, Patrick Peterson's getting older, and Levi Wallace was not that impressive this year. So if you want to bolster that, I think this is a good cornerback class to begin with. So if you want to go, like, second round, you definitely could look for a guy in the second round. And, hey, could go for a receiver even, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm always open to a late-round receiver. I'm just going to say I'm always open to a mid-to-late-round Pittsburgh receiver. Uh, but uh, I think it'll be a fun draft. I mean, will be fun to see uh, when when it all goes down. Uh, lots of good talent could be going to either of our teams, good buddy.
1: Yeah, like um, it, we're still a ways away from that, but oh yeah, coming it's gonna come, come real quick. Um, so I'm more concerned on the signings and the free agency to see um who we're gonna get and then we identify more needs. So I'm sure we'll certainly uh, meet pre-draft and of course. certainly post-draft to see um, how things shook out.
0: I sure um, we will, and we will also have some stuff depending on what happens overall in a free agency. Uh, but I do really want to quick, as we're wrapping things up for the podcast today, I do want to thank uh, Zeus uh, for a hot, for agreeing to do this podcast. It's been an idea I've had for a while, and Zeus was the best guy that I knew Uh, to talk to on football about this. I think I mentioned this on my stream before. Uh, When I was getting into the fandom, I used to always get, people would always annoyed, why does Manny retweet football so much? And it honestly, it it left me when I was very young, I was in high school, I was earlier in the fandom. And I remember, just people just didn't like me getting into sports. And thankfully, it does make me feel good that I can, I have another person I could talk football with that is in this fandom that shares my interest in this fandom, and it's just a wonderful guy to hang out with. So I do want to thank Mr. Zeus Pegasus for hopping on for the first season of the Furries and Football podcast. You got any fi- final words, my good friend? <laughs> thank you, thank you. got any final words, my good friend?
1: I'm thankful to be here, and mm-hmm. we have one whole year in the book, so look forward to all the off-season talk, the hype, the projections, because we're all going to be snipping that hopium so dang much. So
0: <laughs> we, we will, we will. I want to thank again, Zeus, for coming on the podcast and talking football week in and week out, college and the NFL. Once again, we will be doing occasional podcasts depending on free agency and the draft itself when that goes down. Uh, make sure if you want to check us out in the offseason, uh, my man Zeus is on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ZeusPegasus13. I am, of course, I'm on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Manny Jones FM. We want to thank you for listening into the Furries and Football Podcast Season 1. If you want to listen to all the podcasts from this season of the Furries and Football Podcast, make sure you go to furriesandfootball.podbean.com. You can also find us on Podbean app, Player FM, and iHeartMedia. Till the next football season, we are out of here.